At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network. It's a numbers game. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, good morning, sir. Good morning, my good man. How are you? How, well, how are you doing today? Well, you know, physically, ailment, uh, you know. I don't know. What's, what's funny the is, Ebola's getting worse. What's funny is it's just like yesterday where you're sounding pretty good right now. Right now. Let's, let's give it a few seconds. Wait an hour and a half. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, sit, we'll, we'll power through this. A lot of NBA this morning. Uh, my friend Kelly Bidlin has his NBA season-long plays. Drew Dinsick has season-long plays. Dan Bespris has season-long plays. So a lot of baloncesto today on the show. That's, uh, that's Spanish, by the way. Let's Kelly. get it. Uh, and, of course, uh, we will talk other things as well. Pete Futak on college football. We'll do that. Um, we got to start with what happened yesterday, both in baseball and in the National Football League. First in baseball, the day started with the Diamondbacks beating the Phillies. Three runs in the second put the Diamondbacks ahead, and they uh, kept that lead the rest of the way as we got bad Aaron Nola yesterday and good Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks force Game 7 tonight in the National League Championship Series in Philly, where it's going to be Ranger Suarez going up against Brandon Fott, but you know how this works now. Short leashes for everybody, a whole bunch of pitching changes probably. And uh, Phillies are minus 165 favorites. Feels a little high. I want no part of this game whatsoever. None whatsoever. Oh, Don't really? want to touch it. Don't want to touch it. Philly's a little too high. Not racing about the Diamondbacks. If we end up with, and we'll get to the obviously the, the Texas. Wow, I guess end. I was surprising a Phillies bet. For, uh, I guess I was expecting a uh, Phillies bet from you. Not at minus one sixty five. I don't okay. want to. But uh, it's it's interesting because, and obviously the other game yesterday, which killed my exacta, uh, killed my uh, my uh, Phillies over Astros exacta. By the way, congratulations to all of you who had the Rangers to win the American League pennant or have the Rangers in an exacta. Nothing but a tip of the cap. Yeah. To the Texas Rangers, who get it done, who I had pre-flop. It was my only season win total of the year. I went over That's on right. them. That's right. But I did not bet them to win the division pennant or World Series. And they crush, and I do mean crush, the Astros last night, 11-4. to They got three runs in the first. Um, did the Rangers off Christian Javier, who... I shouldn't have trusted him. He only lasted a third of an inning. As it, uh, I kept saying in Javier, we trust. That didn't work out. Uh, Astros got it within two runs a couple times, and then a four-run fourth for the Rangers blew it open. Again, 11-4, to the final. And the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, for only the third time in their 52-year history, 
make it to the World Series. The previous two times, 2010, when they lost to the Bruce Bochy managed Giants in 2010, and in 2011, which I would argue is the greatest ending to a World Series, at least one of the great games in World Series history that has somehow been lost in history, Game 6, where the Rangers were up three games to two. They came within one strike of winning the World Series, both in the ninth and tenth innings of that game, took a two-run lead uh, into the ninth. The ball from David Freeze that he hit that went over Nelson Cruz's head that ended up tying the game in the ninth. Uh, they came back from a uh, they overcame a Josh Hamilton two-run homer in the tenth that eventually win it uh, in the eleventh on another David Freeze home run. We'll see you tomorrow night, Jack Buck said in uh, tribute to his dad, Joe Buck, who once did back in the day with the uh, Twins and Braves World Series. And then the Cardinals ended up winning in seven. Um, congratulations again to all of you who have the Rangers either in an exact in the World Series or to win the American League pennant. They deserve it. And uh, this has nothing to do with sports betting. But I want to bring this up because Joe Pita sent this to me last night. He knows my affection for the great Joe Jackson Gibbs in, uh, in football as my North Star of the greatest head coach of all time. But he, said, he, he asked me last night, he goes, has Bruce Douglas Bochy supplanted Joe Jackson Gibbs now as the best coach slash manager of your life in professional sports, given the body of work in the context of the quality of the squad? It's a great question. I don't know that I have an answer. Bochy now, in his fifth World Series, he lost in 1998, got swept by the Yankees as the manager of the Padres. That was a team that wasn't really all that great. Uh, Kevin Brown, I think, was their ace. Andy Ashby was was in that starting rotation. But they had, what, Tony Gwynn, Greg Vaughn, I think, hit 50 homers that year. Ken Caminiti wasn't like this great team. Uh, but he got them to the World Series in 98. Again, they got swept. And then, obviously, the three years with the Giants, 2010, 2012, and 2014. 2010, that Giants team wasn't very good. That ended up winning the World Series. That was an Aubrey Huff, Pat Burrell, you know, Juan Uribe kind of team that got uh, to the promised land in 2010. 2012 and 2014 were better. The relievers held over, and then you, you had the additions of Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford and, of course, Hunter Pence and the like. Um, but you ask yourself, so Bochy getting, you know, those, those 20, that, that 1998 and 2010 teams to the World Series, the 2010 team wins it. This team, which was the most schizophrenic, this Texas Rangers team, the most schizophrenic team in baseball this year, Bochy even said it, this is the most up and down year ever, that he gets them to the World Series and they will have home field advantage no matter who they play after tonight, either the Phillies by tiebreaker or the Diamondbacks by virtue of a better record. Is that better than the Gibbs four teams that he got to the Super Bowl, three of which he won? 82, a strike year where the defense wasn't all that good. 83, the second best of the four, because 91's the greatest team of all time. And then 87, which was kind of somewhere in between. It's a great question. Two, I would argue the best head coach and the best manager in our lifetime. So tribute to Bruce Bochy. I wish I had, uh, I wish I had played the Bochy angle beyond just the uh, season win total over. But yeah, good on the Rangers for doing Couple people. It. I know, uh, know JVT's got a ticket on them. I think 20 to 1-ish. To win whatever. the World Series? Win the World Series, oh, yeah. The, yep, did yep. he have an AL pennant on it? I don't know. I'm not sure. So <coughs> maybe congratulations. Maybe good Sorry. luck with the 20 to 1 in the uh, World Series. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm struggling. Uh, by the way, let me just say this. If the Diamondbacks win tonight, and we have a Rangers-Diamondbacks World Series, what do you think... I'm going to set the the, the oh, total gosh. viewership of game one. 
I'm going to set the over under at eight million people. Okay, well, like this is the. Do you know what the average viewership is for a World Series game? For a game one, yeah, yes. In recent times, about somewhere in between eleven and twelve million. Yeah, I think you're probably right on. So I'm going to say eight. I mean, but let's put it this way: if you're Major League Baseball and you're looking at these four teams in the Uh LCS, you're like. We're good here. We we're not good. We're great here <laughs> yeah. as long as the Diamondbacks don't make it in. I mean, look the the Rangers should be the the Rangers will be the favorite. I don't know. I won't say that. No, because the Phillies win tonight. The Phillies will be the the Rangers will have home field, but home field didn't serve them in yeah. this in this ALCS. So it's a crapshoot from here. The whole thing's been a crapshoot. Just I want to update that one uh, pro season stat. The team that leads after the fourth inning in this postseason. There's been 35 games. The team that has led after the fourth inning in this postseason in 35 games, you know what their record is? 32-3. and three. It's crazy. 30 wins, two losses, three pushes, because there were three ties after the fourth inning. Okay. That's there was one. Just unbelievable. Was there one recent? There was a couple ties recently. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. The only two. Because I remember when you first brought that up last week, I was blown away. It's an incredible stat. Yeah. The only two losses, because we're not talking again about the sixth or the seventh inning. We're talking about the fourth inning. It's over. The only two teams that overcame fourth run deficits ultimately was that Atlanta win, the one time they beat the Phillies, that five to four miraculous win. And then there was a Diamondbacks Brewers game in the in the first, in the wild card round. See, this is why, like people like me don't need to hear this. You know what I mean? Because it's the when you first brought that up, I was blown away. It kept and, going, and then it gets in your head, right? Because then you're like, well, fifth inning, three nothing lead. I'm going to do something else. Like, see you later. You know, like <laughs> Thirty-two and three. It's amazing. Um, football last night. The 49ers not only don't cover against the Minnesota Vikings. You like that? They lose outright. Kirk Cousins, after the game, said to Todd Wishnep, Hey, Todd, you like that? <laughs> Todd Wishnep had an anti-Kirk Cousins rant on the Megapod this oh, past really? week. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, good on the Vikings. They win it 22-17. to 17. A lot of people are uh, going crazy on Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy did throw two picks in the final two drives of that game last night. But hard, the loss was hardly his fault. I mean, the Niners' defense could not get the Vikings off the field. 452 total yards mm-hmm. for the Vikings. 8 of 13 on third downs. Kirk Cousins threw for 378. Jordan Addison, 7 for 123 and two touchdowns. The big play of the game at the very end of the first half. I mean, this was just unbelievable. Third and six at the Minnesota 40 with 16 seconds to go. The Vikings don't have any timeouts left. They're up 10 to 7. Cousins to Addison who previously had lost a tug of war for the football with Shaverius Ward earlier in the game. This time, Addison rips it out of Ward's hands. Ward falls, doesn't tackle him. Addison to the hizzy. And there's your nine-point lead. The PAT was missed, but that was a that was a startling development right at the end of the first half. I don't think half. I've ever seen that in a game, though, where that's happened both... Two guys fighting for the... Yeah, s- and, it's ha- and results happened either way both times. In the same yeah, half. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And, hey, this is, uh, I saw Matt Brown tweet this last night. At halftime of that game, Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison had more, uh, more receiving yards by halftime of that game than Quentin Johnson has in his season so far. Wow. Yeah. Addison ended up seven catches for 123 yards and two touchdowns. The Niners only had 65 rushing yards. But, yes, uh, Purdy did throw a uh, pick. Cameron Bynum got him with 530 left in the game. Uh, then after Greg Joseph missed the 50-yard field goal, the Niners did get the ball back down five with 111 left in the game at their own 40. They got to the Minnesota 40 with 34 left, and then Purdy was picked by Bynum again, ball game. Vikings win it 22-17. Think about how you feel about the Niners as a football team. Mm-hmm. 
just your snapshot in your head of what you what they mean to you, what you think about them. Okay. Think about your snapshot of how you feel about the Minnesota Vikings in your head, and now reconcile that those two teams, the way you think of them, are only two games apart in the standings. Not that they're in the same division or anything, but one team's five and sure. two, and the other's three and four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think these games. What a league. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, mean, I think when you have when when you still have a quarterback of of Kirk Cousins' caliber, and uh, I I still think that he's above average quarterback in the NFL. Oh, for so, sure. Yes. So, uh, Todd, sorry if that's a problem for you, but I think he's above average. And you get an offense like this, I think they can have these types of games. And the San Francisco has so many injuries right now, and got injured in during that game. It's tough. You're gonna this is gonna happen. You're gonna go on the road, and it's tough to win the NFL on the road. Yeah, Todd's a little irrational about Cousins. You can throw out anybody. He's like, he's better than Cousins. <laughs> Run a passed away Sammy Ball. He's better than Cousins. We'll come back. Drew Dinsick on the NBA and NFL next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of year to be a sports better. And with our new sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up now, get full VSIN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120, including daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all our exclusive betting content for the MLB playoffs, college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA, and NHL regular seasons as well, and of course the NFL Draft. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to sign up now. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Kelly's uh, got an amused expression on his face. Oh, I'm sitting over here smiling. Sorry. I know we were going to start NFL uh, with Drew, but... Uh 
On Sunday, Frank Vogel said everybody was good to go uh, for the Phoenix Suns tonight. And uh, Shams just tweeted that uh, Bradley Beal unlikely to uh, play tonight in the game against the Golden State Warriors. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm for real on the season opener. Oh, my goodness. Well, there you go. Uh, there begins. The NBA's back, baby. The NBA's Let's go. Back. <laughs> you don't know who's playing any given night. Lakers and Nuggets tonight, Suns at Warriors, and there it is. No Bradley Beal. So the new look Suns do not begin tonight. Uh, we bring in Drew. Well, let me show this one football. We'll start with football, yeah. and then we'll get to basketball with Drew. Uh, this is Aaron Schatz, who, of course, is the uh, founder of Football Outsiders, the creator of DVOA, and now uh, plies his trade over there at FTN. Uh, he tweeted this yesterday, uh, to, or last night, I should say. The top four teams in DVOA all lost this week. San Francisco, Detroit, Buffalo, and Miami. Those were his top four teams. It's only the second time this has ever happened, which to me is a huge surprise. He said the other time was week 13 of 1991 when Washington lost its first game of the season at Dallas. I was at that game, Kelly Bidlin. And Kansas City, New Orleans, and the Houston Oilers all lost as well. Week 13 of 1991. So we bring in Drew Dinsick, uh, Whale Capper, Whale underscore Capper on Twitter, the host of the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with his buddy Andy Molitor, and of course, NBC Sports, Bet the Edge. Uh, first of all, good morning to you, Drew. How are you, man? Good. Oh, I'm doing well, and uh, that, that feels like an Aaron Schatz problem because KC should be in the top four. I feel like, and then they uh, they did not lose. <laughs> there's, there's a uh, yes. there's a there's a bug in the uh, in the code there that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs did not go into Week Seven in your top four. I you know it's so funny you say it that way. We love Aaron, by the way. You didn't mean it that 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 way, but uh, <laughs> but I agree with you. Like Detroit shouldn't be in the top four. Kansas yeah, right. City I should be. Um, Buffalo after, you know, a few now, this isn't just one performance. This is like multiple and I get it. They beat the giants, but that wasn't a good performance either. They're obviously perhaps not the team that we thought they were after. Remember they lost their opener and then they won three in a row by like 28, 26, 28, Mm -hmm. something like that. What, I mean, as you, I, I don't, I know that you don't have that many plays so far in week A. We'll get to what you do have, but as you look at this league right now, what do you think you know for certain? Let's make it that big of an open statement. Well, when it, as it pertains to the Bills, I know the market is overrating their defense. Um, the losses that they, you know, again, and that's, I guess, the the beauty and also the some of the challenge of using DVOA as a predictive tool is it's backward looking more than it is forward projecting, right? Yeah. And if you are including results like, defeating Sam Howell, who I think turned the ball over six times in that game. Uh, if you're including defeating the, uh, the, you know, the Raiders, you know, when you had a full strength defense uh, in your numbers, then it's going to tell you that the Bills defense is still top 10. In reality, the loss of Matt Milano is one of the more significant injuries that has you know befallen any unit at all this season. Maybe Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, maybe the only more significant injury that is, you know, has befallen any given unit. Um, and then you add to that, they lost Daquan Jones, who is their best interior defender. Uh, they've lost Trey White, who is their best cornerback. And so you've had now lost your best player at all three levels of your defense. That has a consequence. <laughs> and the consequence is you can't get off the field when you have a three point lead and Mac Jones is on the other side. Um, and I think the, you know, Buffalo has to look them, look in the mirror and kind of come up with um, a new identity, really. And actually, the loss of Dawson Knox probably prevents them from really doing what they are, had intended 
intended to do offensively in terms of a new look. Um, and now they're going to have to kind of figure out how to win very, very tough games uh, with uh, one hand tied behind their back because the defense isn't really going to keep their opponents under 30. As far as I can tell you, they're going up against seven elite quarterbacks between now and the end of the season. Uh, that's a problem. Um, Josh Allen's going to have to play at an MVP level. His shoulder didn't look right in that Patriots game either. So um, yeah, they're going to need 30 points out of Allen and company if they're going to get wins. And I know, you know, the the madness doesn't really start for them until next week. I think Tampa Bay is going to be um, beatable because Tampa Bay is relatively one dimensional. They can only really throw the ball. Their running attack is so, so, so depleted. Um, but then after that game, you got to play presumably a healthier Joe Burrow. Uh, you got um, uh, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, and uh, Tua left uh, on your schedule. So uh, it's kind of a murderer's row after you get through this next little chunk of games. What is the what's the Drew Dinsick top five power rated teams right now? Oh, uh, let me take a look. Uh, Kansas City's number one for me. Uh, I have. I have a healthy upgrade uh, on a couple of teams here, but uh, I still have San Francisco number two. I have Philadelphia number three. I have Dallas number four. I have Baltimore number five. Yeah, Baltimore number five. I think that's true. They should be undefeated, yeah. for goodness sake. Um, you know, and Baltimore is probably a good uh, good kind of place to pause for a second. Um, they're healthy. Uh, I watched that game against the Lions twice now because that was the one kind of stinker of my you know, opinions heading into the weekend was I thought Detroit was live in that game. Um, rewatching that Baltimore beat the absolute breaks off of oh, Detroit yeah. in the, tr- in the trenches, yeah, which is a surprise. Um, I don't know if you guys remember back to the 2019 Lamar MVP season. One of the unheralded parts of that regular season run was they had outstanding pass protection for Lamar Jackson that year. Ronnie Stanley was at an all pro level. And everybody, you know, they had uh, Marshall Yonda, who's, in my opinion, at least a hall, future Hall of Fame guard. Um, and he had all of, all the time in the world to let you know, plays mature downfield. And and if if and when after ten seconds, <laughs> you know, the, he didn't see what he wanted to throw, he went, he, he ran, right. Yeah. And so it was it was kind of a cheat code offense, you know, at the, in that at that time. And I haven't seen Ronnie Stanley play as well as he played Sunday in years. Uh, he looked absolutely dynamic as a, uh, you know, kind of a key left tackle for that unit. Um, right tackle Moses, um, Malone played well, or I'm not even sure I'm getting his name right. Cause I didn't have him on my radar at all, but, uh, they finally have like a fully healthy offensive line, which is, was made all the difference in giving Lamar Jackson tons of time to operate. Uh, you know, the second touchdown he had in that game uh i lost count but he had something like 15 seconds in the pocket which is absolutely unheard of um and so if you're winning at that level uh you know against a team that has to that point in the season been a pretty formidable pass rush then you're going to be dynamic and dangerous and then uh on the defensive side of the ball too it was a surprise to see that their um pass rush their defensive line was able to win 1v1 against a good offensive line for the lions so um yeah, the uh, the Ravens are going to be a problem for I think every other team in the AFC, and their schedule isn't especially hard, uh, at least until the final stretch of games. But uh, it might be too late that they have already kind of run away with the North by then. It was as big a drubbing of any NFL game this season. Baltimore beating sure. the pants off Detroit. Uh, we have a couple minutes here before we get to the NBA. What have you played in week number eight of the National Football League? 
Uh, I took a, a swing on Atlanta as road chalk. Um, I obviously the news yesterday of Kevin, Kevin Bayard being traded from the Tennessee Titans is a pretty obvious white flag. Um, he was their best defensive player, not named Jeffrey Simmons, uh, kind of a very clear leader in the locker room for the defense as well. And, you know, certain players kind of already kind of making their feelings felt that they were caught by, you know, surprise here, uh, is not a good sign, uh, for keeping that locker room together and having those guys give you an honest effort this week. And then on top of that, uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to miss several weeks here. This is probably going to be the first will Levis start. I'm guessing. Um, and whether it's Will Levis or Malik Willis, does it really move the needle for you offensively for Tennessee? Not really. Uh, this is still a very, very bad offensive line, uh, one dimensional and that they can't really get much going on the ground. And, uh, the Falcons defense has been, you know, one of the handful of positive stories you can tell about the NFL season to this point, they've been awesome. Uh, and I think, yeah, this is a second week in a row on the road. They may have a little bit of fatigue, uh, but they haven't had to travel a ton uh, recently with just trips to Tampa and now Tennessee being relatively short from Atlanta. So uh, I'm uh, hopeful that uh, Atlanta can get a win here uh, against a first time starter, probably. And will love us. Yeah. Just by the way, just so we cut people off at the. Uh at the turn here on Twitter. Morgan Moses, not Moses Malone. Morgan I, Moses, yeah. excuse me. I, I knew I got it wrong when I said it, but it's yeah. like I haven't I haven't had my my coffee even yet this morning. No, so Morgan apologies. Moses, I know only because he was drafted. <laughs> he was drafted by Washington out of Virginia and now he's with the uh the Ravens. Moses Malone, of course, Drew, the chairman of the boards. I was about yeah, to jump in with, with, You mean Moses Moody. And then I was like, Oh wait, no, that's NBA started. <laughs> oh wait, yes. NBA, so, <laughs> yes. That's a warrior. Uh, all right, NBA, speaking of that, NBA on the other side with Drew. Uh, let's see if he has any plays tonight. Let's see what he does early season in terms of just playing individual games, but more importantly, his season-long thoughts, what he has bet. NBA on the other side with Drew Dinsick on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, Kelly, we got to take a break so I can wax poetically about Zen nicotine mm -hmm. pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one. You and I debate that all the time. Mm -hmm. Hey, what does the team need to do to get to number one? Not be the you, Detroit Lions. How many times have you screamed that at me? But Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or a dipper looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, Look no further than Zinn. Zinn's made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can join anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper on Twitter. Kind enough to join us from both the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge, or Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast, Bet the Edge from NBC Sports. Uh, Drew, okay, let's talk some NBA. First of all, there's a couple games tonight, obviously. We just heard Bradley Beal officially ruled out. We thought that might not happen. Officially, not officially. Not officially? Yeah, leaning that way. Oh, I thought what you... Did, what did I say? Shams well, wasn't official. Yes. Oh, you faking us out now? He made it sound official. You Unlikely it. to play. Unlikely to play. Okay. Well, doubleheader tonight. Are you playing anything tonight? Do you generally dive in to individual games full bore, or do you kind of 
slow play it early in the season. Oh, no, no, no. I think um, the, some of the biggest edges are in the first month for sure. Um, and it's just a matter of if you got priors that you think are, you know, meaningfully better than the market, um, you can tell pretty quickly if you're right or wrong about that. And so, uh, presumably you can get ahead of, you know, correct, you know, this, and this goes for every sport. Um, if you have, uh, you know, a, a set of priors on a given season at the start that is, you know, is meaningfully sharper than, uh, the market on average. Um, you're going to have better success game by game than you are even going to p- be playing win totals, uh, because it'll take five, six games before things really get adjusted, uh, for any given team. Um, and if you have any, you know, macro edges, which unfortunately I'm not seeing many or any this year, but, um, you know, think back a couple of years ago where they changed the uh, rule where they were giving, uh, three foul shots to the shooter who kicks his legs out and they took that away. Um, it was pretty clear, well, vests could have two effects. Number one, there will be fewer free throws in the game. And number two, you could play a little bit more aggressive defense in the perimeter. And three-point shooting was just immediately and obviously impacted out of the gate. Totals were off by something like six points uh, for the first week of the season. You could have basically blind bet unders for um, you know, something like the first, I'll say... Uh, 50 games uh, and you you hit you know close to 70 percent just because the totals were anchored with you know the wrong assumptions about how the game state was going to play out and um you know there's uh, those come along pretty regularly i'm i have a couple in the back of my head that i'm keeping an eye on this year with the, just in general the state of the, of the game uh, it's been a weird last couple of years um and I, I this is another kind of just general kind of point of context um the nba regular season data you almost have to throw it out uh the year the COVID, the year that there was the COVID interruption which was 1920 right that that year was incomplete so you can't really make much of any of those kind of season-long you know trends wins any of that because they stopped the season and restarted it not every team even finished the season uh and then they had a tiny break before they restarted the season and went you know, well past the normal finishing point and all the good teams were playing into, into July. And, um, then there was an international, you know, there was Olympic play that impacted some teams. And then we went right into the, uh, uh, the 21, 22 season. And that, that season was just absolutely rife with fatigue. Like the players were just exhausted. Um, and you almost didn't even need to know, you know, what, appropriate team strength was you just needed to know which team was more rested and you had the winning answer um and so those kind of three years of nba data and seasons are all kinds of messed up uh and last year was sort of the first normalish year we've had uh with things kind of back on a normal schedule and then this off season was like a complete full break for almost all of these players outside of those that participated in the international FIBA stuff um, so this is, this is now kind of a, of a full reset sort of year. Uh, and I'm expecting some things to be a little bit more normal out of that, uh, expecting some, you know, the, the league is trying to make player availability, uh, you know, a highlight heading into this season. And even though here we are on the eve of the start of the season and Bradley Beal is a, yeah. <laughs> is a last minute scratch, uh, it do, it does seem like at least, to, to, you know, the likelihood of, um, kind of extensive 
just surprise scratching should go down to a degree it, this it year. It should, so. but the player participation stuff is only for like the big stars too, right? So like they could really still be around. Like maybe we're overrating that. Sure, but it impacts uh, it impacts all NBA, which is which is dollars for these guys, right? You know, if, if I, I, that's my assumption at least is that the fact that you have to hit uh, the sixty five game threshold in order to be considered for all NBA, um, you know, all all NBA is your bottom line if you're a player. Like that's that that's how you get escalators in your contract. That's how you get ultimately getting yeah. uh, you know life changing money. It's it's um, it's still seventeen games to play with though. You know what I mean? Like there's eighty two. It is. Yeah. It is. But you know, you're walking a fine line. Because you're, you know, you, if you get hurt and miss a couple weeks anyway, for sure. then for now sure. all of a sudden you're like, wow, yeah. you know, one, one, one more night off might actually be a deal breaker. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a little bit, uh, to be determined, I guess. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty, uh, willing to fire into a lot of these lines okay. early in the season. Cause you know, I, I look at the win totals right now. I think the biggest differences I have are off by almost uh, 10 wins uh, to the good and the bad here. Give them to us. Uh, so I have a pretty, pretty strong disagreements with Mark and some of these. Um, I am the biggest off to the bad with Detroit. Uh, the market's making them a 28 and a half win team right now. I think they're closer to a, an 18 and a half win team. Wow. Um, that's wow. Uh, every, I have every player on that lineup graded as a negative. I have Jaden Ivy who they are going to have to absolutely lean on to try to develop this year because of the investment they have in him. I have him as a very minus player. Um, and, uh, and then on the, on the flip side of that to the good, I think, uh, uh, the Toronto Raptors are being wildly underrated heading into the season. I think the uh, my numbers say the Timberwolves are being wildly underrated, but um, that also could very well be uh, some of the parts type of problem. Um, and uh, the I have the Oklahoma City Thunder as almost 10 wins over fair. I have the Kings almost nine wins over fair. I have the Pacers eight wins over fair. Portland and San Antonio, I have seven wins over fair. Wow. Those, I mean, are, is that typical that you have that big of a, a difference between your projections and the actual uh, preflop number? Yeah. I mean, I think a win in season long NBA is worth very little. <laughs> so the fact that you're having medians that are, you know, seven, eight, nine off is not crazy at all. Um, you know, the residual between, you know, season long uh, wins and, uh, and, you know, just actual results. I think the median is in that ballpark of, you know, five, six, seven. Um, the, um, the key, I guess, for, uh, you know, macro that I'm excited about this year is last couple of years, last year in particular was a mega tanking year. A lot of people had incentive not to win. And now almost all of those teams, the shoe is on the other foot and you have a lot of these teams that have been incentivized to lose for years and years and years that are, you know, you have GMs and coaches that are, this is their last chance to finally show some winning uh, potential. And uh, I think there were certain teams in certain divisions and, you know, and particularly schedules that lent themselves to teams being the beneficiaries of other teams tanking. Uh, and now all of a sudden they're going to have to win in, you know, a relatively neutral game, you know, neutral, uh, uh, playing field. Um, you know, the, the bad teams like Portland, San Antonio, Detroit, um, they're still not incentivized to lose. Like they probably will lose a lot of games just because they're starting a lot of really inexperienced players. 
Um, but I think, uh, you know, just in general, the, the tanking nature that we had as part of the fabric of the NBA the last couple of years is going to be a lot softer it's this a, year. It's very interesting. All right, we have uh, 45 seconds, so I need real quick answers from you. Do you have a play in either of the games sure. tonight? Uh, no, I think they're both fair. Uh, okay. I'm looking for a second half under in the Lakers game okay. uh, based on the numbers we're looking at. And I'm looking at a second half over potentially in the uh, Suns-Warriors game, although that's downgraded particularly with the absence of Beal. Um, I have the Suns as a top three offense by like clearly top three uh, with a healthy Beal uh, and kind of excited to see what that team does. The only team that I have top five, both offense and defense right now is the Celtics. Um, if I had to have a prediction, I would say that we're going to get nuggets over Celtics in the finals. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, that's mostly just cause I think Nikola Jokic is still the best player in the NBA. Exit question. Cause we got to go for the man who gave us Mike Brown coach of the year last oh. year. Do you have an award play? Yes. 45 to one. Darko Ryakovic, coach of the year, Toronto Raptors. They beat their win total by 10 wins. They get a top five seed in the East. People know the household name, Darko Ryakovich this year. Darko Ryakovich, 45 to 1. Thank you, Drew. We'll talk soon. Drew did a great appearance on the Megapod this past week as well. Baseball with Paul Sporer on the other side. That's next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Slash 
a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code Vegas when you sign up. That's promo code Vegas. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Xavier82, Jacob, he says, sorry about your ticket on the World Series, Gil. Uh, that he's referring to is my uh, Phillies over Astros exact. He said, rough night for me as well, betting the Niners. Purdy love throwing the ball to the Vikings DB, Cameron Bynum for some reason. Yeah, but again, like, and, and you're right, those were two bad picks at the end. But man, he wasn't the reason they lost. He just wasn't. They just couldn't get the Vikings offense off the field. And they had no running game. Uh, this is, oh, everybody's sending us this uh, this video of this college, oh no, this high school referee in Pittsburgh who had the Yinzer accent, who sounds just like Todd. I've got about <laughs> 20 of these. He's like, first Dan, first Dan, Pennery. Todd can only do it. I can't do it. Stephen Vegas. All right, this is great. Forget about mine. Listen to this. Stephen Vegas, I was listening to Visa one morning, and you guys were looking at exactas. I know MLB is a crapshoot in October, so I took 175 to 1 on Texas over Arizona. Thought this was dead for months, but here we are. Pizza money bet. Do you take some on the fills today? Not a true hedge, of course. Well, if you want to secure some profit, uh, you, surely you can, uh, you can do that in the case of a Phillies win tonight. Yeah, not a true hedge. Not, Not a, a true, true hedge, hedge, but a big enough of a number that you could absolutely turn that into something. Yeah, um, you know, I just got my outlay back yesterday, as I said on the show yesterday. I would do. I didn't. I didn't make anything from mine, um, but enough to just not lose on it. Um, good luck to you, man. I hope you get there. Jack H, uh, three Jack H, three one three one on the brink of a Rangers D backs World Series. Thoughts on Rangers versus the Diamondbacks or the Phillies holding a fourteen to one ticket on Texas? Man, you're looking good. I think, but it's baseball. I mean, anything can happen. But boy, Bruce Bochy and the Rangers look good right now. And Jesse Welch, uh, Jesse Welch, Gilly, RIP to your exacta. Honestly, I liked it better than all my Rangers AL and World Series tickets. Hope you feel better, man. Thank you, Jesse, and good for you. Congratulations on your Rangers AL ticket, AL winning ticket. Uh, Paul Sporer joins us now. He joins us from Fangraphs. You can also follow him at Sporer, S-P-O-R-E-R, on Twitter. Comes to us from Austin, Texas. How you doing, Paulie? I'm doing well, Gil. How are you? It's great. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm sad that I lost a, a bet, a big bet that I had. But, I mean, baseball always comes through. Eventually it came through this postseason, didn't yes. it? What a weekend of baseball starting with Friday. It, it took some time, but these two series delivered. It had been kind of a boring wrote sort of like, okay, you know, we're seeing these blowouts, nothing too crazy as far as the series. We were seeing some new interesting teams, but even they, you know, weren't delivering drama for getting there, Texas and Arizona specifically. Leave it to the LCSs. They have delivered in a big, big way. And uh, these have been two fantastic series. Get another game seven tonight. Uh, hats off to Texas. They played their butts off. They overcame their bullpen problems. They beat Houston. Houston, for some reason, terrible at home all year, and it continued in the playoffs there, and we'll see if uh, Arizona or, or Philly gets it tonight. I have a couple questions before we get to the game tonight and then a potential World Series. A um, couple things. One, I quoted this stat earlier. In this postseason, 35 games, the teams that have led at the end of the fourth inning are now 32-3. and three. <coughs> Pardon me. 32-3. Wow. and three. Is there anything to that? Or is that just completely random? I think it's just random to this year, but that is wild. 
Um, you know, we usually see a lot more lead changes there. And you talk about a team like Texas with their bullpen, you would have expected maybe they'd have some situations there. But the thing of it is, too, these teams jumped early for multiple runs. These are probably some pretty substantial leads after the fourth inning that you're talking about there, too. It's not just one run, two run leads, a lot of three, four, five run leads. And that's hard to overcome. So I'm not completely surprised by it now that I think about the entire playoff, but it is probably just an anomaly this year. Um, like a lot of things, right? We, we overreact. We want to like change the entire format because uh, the Braves and the Dodgers didn't get far enough or whatever. And it's just a one year thing. Playoffs are random by their very nature. If you don't want the, the not best teams winning, don't do a playoff. Ooh, I, I could have a debate with you on this, but we'll save that for another day. We'll, we'll save okay. it for next year. Um, something else, though, that I, I want to ask you if you think there's something to, because people, you know, Dusty Baker himself is like, ah, I can't explain it. The Houston Astros, obviously, famously, this past series with the Rangers, no team won on its home field. Now, that applied, mm-hmm. to, bo- that applied to both the Astros and the Rangers. Only the second time it's ever happened in postseason, the Nationals-Astros World Series being the other one. I was going to say, yeah. But the Astros had this all year long where they were just better on the road than they were at home. And Dusty's the first to say, I don't know. But isn't there typically something to roster construction and your ballpark? And I'm not sure what it is about, you know, Minute Maid, as I like to call it still. Um, you know, That is what it's called. Yeah, it's still called Minute Maid. That's right. I don't know. Is is their roster construction such where, like, if they looked at a spray chart, it's not good for that ballpark? There's got or, or the pitchers something. I don't know. Is I don't there something think to so, though. Yeah, I, I don't think so though because they're so righty heavy both in the lineup and in in the pitching, particularly the bullpen. I don't think they had a single lefty for the bulk of the year. And yeah, you want righties pulling down the line like they've got with Altuve, Bregman, Abreu, at least in the playoffs. I thought he might be able to do that during the regular season, too, but he finally showed it in October. Um, And they got a few other righties, too. Of course, their best guy is a lefty, Alvarez. But um, they've got righties there, and then they've got the righty pitchers that you would want to stifle right-handed hitters to prevent them. So I think their team construction actually kind of fits the ballpark. I'm not really sure why. I think sometimes we look for an answer on things that don't really have a set answer. And I know it's unfulfilling, especially in the stat age and the internet age, the information age, to not come up with an answer. And I, it, people laugh at it sometimes and, and throw it out sarcastically. The whole, it's that's baseball. But that's also the truth a lot of the time, yeah. as unsatisfying as it might be. But in small samples, a lot of times it's just, that's baseball. What's San Diego's problem this year is that that whole big breakdown on the athletic about how they're, you know, broken from the head down. No, I, I don't really think it is. I think if you run back that same San Diego team this year, they make the playoffs ten out nine out of ten times. This was the this was the tenth this year. A lot of stuff is just kind of that's baseball. Houston's home problems, I can't figure anything about it. Maybe they relish the uh, uh, heel role, like the villain <laughs> role, and yeah. since they always get crap on the road. Maybe that's what I said. I don't know. I'm making something up on that. I have no idea. I don't think it's team construction, though. I think they're actually pretty well constructed for Minute Maid, a.k.a. the Juice Box. The Juice Box. That's the other name for it, of course. Okay, tonight, Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. It wasn't but a few games ago uh, where I, myself, I was like, oh, I don't see anybody beating the Phillies. And here we are, back to the wall, whatever the cliche is. Ranger Suarez, Brandon Fott. The Phillies are minus 165. Now, even mentioning the starting pitchers is almost like a, you know, p- taking people down the wrong path because they, they will yeah. e- each will be yanked as soon as there's trouble. 
Isn't that too expensive on the Phillies today? And would Absolutely. you, yeah, would you take a flyer on the Diamondbacks, or is this one of these yeah. where you're like, it's too expensive, but I still don't want to bet it? No, no, it's not just because the hat I'm wearing here. I am wearing a Diamondbacks hat. Got to gotta give them some love. Been on them baby snakes all year. Yes, you but have. But no, I, I look at that number, and and it does stand out to me as a bit awkward there. I mean, what what major advantage does the Phillies have right now here in a do-or-die game seven? The pitching edge is not necessarily there. I like Suarez, solid pitcher, but he can give you a dud any time. Fought can go either way, too. If the ball's going to stay in the yard, Fought can go four, five, six. Uh, but if he's giving up homers, he could be out in the first. So it can go either way for both. I agree, too big a number. Go with your gut on that one, whoever you like. You want to stick with your Phillies, but I look at that, and I see Diamondbacks as the play if I'm going to go anywhere on it. All right, how would you feel about a Rangers-Phillies World Series? How would you feel about a Rangers-Diamondbacks World Series with the Rangers having home field in either? I think they've got a great shot to continue to out-hit their bullpen because it does still remain a bit sketchy. I mean, even yesterday, uh, LeClerc giving up the bomb to Altuve didn't matter, but it's just one little thing about, like, yeah, they, they that bullpen is still scary even with their best guys. Um, but I... I'm done pretending that that's going to kill them. They've gotten this far. Uh, their offense is just insane. I am curious to see how Arizona or Philly would approach Adelise Garcia, though. Are they going to give him anything to hit? But then who do you go to? That's the problem. This lineup runs so deep, you're almost left forced to try to face him, especially if they have runners on ahead of him. So I think the lineup is deep enough. They have enough pitching. I think Texas is going to be the favorite against whoever they face. All right, four questions, rapid fire, because we only have a minute. One, okay. uh, if the Rangers win the World Series, who would be who's your bet-on guy for World Series MVP before the series starts? Semyon. Semyon. He's going to get unlocked and go crazy. Wow. Okay, Marcus Semyon, just a quick scan. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, 18 to 1, I'm saying at DraftKings, I believe that says. 18 to 1. Uh, all right, same question for the Diamondbacks and for the Phillies. Who would be your bet? I got a gut feel on Lourdes Gurriel, and then um, I'm going to go um, stock with the Phillies and say Harper. Okay, Harper is the short shot of the bunch, along with Seager. Yeah, I figured. He's plus 650. Gurriel, obviously, a longer shot. I don't even see him as I'm scanning down, but he'll be a much longer shot. And then, oh, uh, 80 to 1, by the way. And then the final question, uh, five seconds or less. Bruce Bochy, the greatest manager of your lifetime, yes or no? Yes, Bochy's the man. My man, Paul Spore at Spore. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Gil. Fancrafts is where you can find him. Sleeper in the Bus podcast. We'll come back. Kelly's NBA season-long thoughts on the other side. Dan Levitard next on DK. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.